0: Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. I have a question for you. Okay. If, you know how some people say, well, I put two and two together. Yeah. If you can put two and two together, why can't you put one and one together?
1: That's a good question.
0: You know how some people call it a third world country? Right. And they say we're a first world country. Okay. Why is there not a second world country? Also a good question that's about as dumb as the big 10 canceling
1: football lord here we go
2: welcome to fireproof your finances a show with 30 minutes of real questions real concepts and real answers your hosts are michael and vanessa markey a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The
0: standard, I mean, I would talk
2: about standard deviation as well, but they
0: talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that
2: we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in.
1: Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event.
2: This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by A.M. Best to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone,
0: to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. And it is our pleasure to be here. We last, well, I guess we did a replay last week. Yeah. But before that, we talked about Robin Hood. Yep. We talked about the guy who took out a bunch of loans. He leveraged his account, got over a million, and then went back down to 6000 thousand dollars and whose fault was it robin hood's not his correct and we promised that we would get to real estate
1: yes which is very interesting right now why just because of i mean look at our neighbor's house there wasn't even a sign in the yard and the first sign they put up was for sale sale pending
0: yeah it (laughs) never had a for sale sign it it was a pending sign right i get this Notification. I don't know how I signed up for this on Zillow, but I get a notification through Zillow that one of your neighbor's houses... Maybe I just registered that we lived at the particular house. Could be. And it said one of your neighbor's houses is for sale. Now, like every other nosy person in West Michigan, I was like, ooh, ooh who's, <laughs>
1: who's leaving? <laughs> yes, it's those ones. <laughs> no. Yes, that's what we said. It is, because they don't like our dog, and they're not very nice to our dog.
0: But... <laughs> then your first thought is, well, let me see the inside and the pictures. So I get this notification one day that our neighbor's house is for sale. And the very next day, there's a pending sign in the driveway.
1: I don't even think it was the very next day. I feel like you texted me when I was on the way to work, like, hey, our neighbor's house is for sale. Mm -hmm. And then I drove home And at 5.30, when I'm pulling in, I'm like, how was that even for sale? It says it's pending already.
0: It could have been. I thought it was the next day that you text me saying, no longer for sale.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was just, there wasn't a sign, and then all of a sudden it said for sale with the little sale pending thing underneath it. And there was like, oh, okay.
0: Nonetheless, lightning quick.
1: Right. But on the flip side, there's a house just outside of our neighborhood that's been for sale off and on for the last two years that won't sell. And it's at the same price point. Yeah,
0: I think houses are moving so fast right now that when a house stays on the market for a while... People wonder what's wrong. Yeah, who died? Right. Oh, well,
1: I wasn't going to go there, but yes.
0: Like after I move in, like a week later, are there going to be flies that cover a wall?
1: (laughs) Okay, Amityville horror.
0: So actually, we bought a foreclosure and I literally asked the realtor... Who died? That question.
1: Yes. (laughs) Luckily, nobody did.
0: And he didn't understand the reference.
1: Right. It took him a minute and then he was just kind of like, oh, okay.
0: So here's something that I've been hearing. So why are, why is it things going so fast? I think first is interest rates. Yeah. I was talking to a realtor today, a client of mine. She said that a 30 year refi is now under 3%. Okay. And a new purchase is just a tad over 3%.
1: Which is pretty good.
0: Unheard of. Now, what happens is Americans and humans, our behavior is to buy based on not price, but monthly payment. Right. And so as monthly payment goes down because lower interest rate, I mean, 1% on a $400,000 house cuts the payment by four grand a year. That's $4,000 a year of interest.
1: Right. But then you have to turn around and look at what are the taxes.
0: No, I get that. And we'll come back to that. Okay. But I'm saying lower interest rates, and I'm oversimplifying it, but I mean, that saves a ton, just 1%. Right. So here's an article from Forbes, and it says, three reasons people are buying real estate in the middle of a pandemic. Because got to be honest with you, it surprises me how hot the real estate market is.
1: Right. I mean, we're not just talking about our neighbor's house. I mean, most of the houses in this area barely have a for sale sign in the yard, and- they're, they're gone within yeah. a week.
0: Seemingly every area yes. is what it sounds like. So Forbes gives three reasons. Mm-hmm. And the first, I don't think, uh, it doesn't play here. It's right. not appropriate here. Right. Because it says, number one, real estate prices dropped dramatically. Nope.
1: Not by, yeah, yeah not in our area, at least. Uh, it talks about in New York
0: City that sales fell by 54% in the second quarter, and that made prices drop 18%. And then it says, well, that's in many other cities and towns saw similar declines. No, they didn't. They go to California and Orange County.
1: Orange Uh, County, which is a high dollar price area. That's not
0: a normal place. But number two and number three, I think, do make sense. People realize the true value of their home. They said it wasn't just that people were stuck in their homes during COVID-19 and suddenly decided to upgrade to a bigger one. It was something deeper. Home became our safe place.
1: Right. And if you weren't necessarily comfortable Mm -hmm. in said home, a lot of people looked for another one.
0: Yeah. You think about, let's say you were in a 10 story apartment building or you're uh, renting a duplex or you were packed in like cordwood in one of the neighborhoods we started in. Right. And then the number three, and I'm going to come back to number two with something that I was talking with a client about, but number three was your home is now your office. Yes. Yes. And I then, it's not part of this, but I've also seen some studies saying that millennials who were more of the urban generation mm-hmm. are now looking at a wide scale of moving, sub- going to suburban.
1: Right. Because they're realizing that their chic, tiny home mm-hmm. isn't cool when it's one room and you are stuck there.
0: Right. And it's now, it went from bedroom, kitchen, dining room to bedroom, kitchen, dining room, office. Right, So, I had, and what sparked us wanting to do this show, so real estate's hot. I think part of it is interest rates dropping. Yep. I think part of it is that people, yeah, they, they, they had the staycation.
1: Right. And you still can't
0: go anywhere.
1: No, you, you can't. can't go watch football. But a lot of people who, yeah, I know, you're really... I'm, I'm good that. I'm good it's We're only good. been suspended okay PAC-12 only sus- it's only suspended okay right but what I've heard from a lot of people who either live in apartment buildings or who live in cramped spaces or don't have the space to roam is they had a very hard time social distancing
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: we on the other hand now six weeks in outside- six weeks in we got bored and it was like okay this is ridiculous I didn't
0: see another human outside of our family for four weeks. two months
1: yeah well, it wasn't quite that much. Four weeks. My parents came over after we decided to open the pool one snowy day in March. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But we have the advantage. We are up in the woods. Right. We don't even see our neighbor's houses from our house. We mm. just were far enough in that we can't. So we sent our kids outside and we're like, you need to go terrorize the backyard. Right.
0: Go catch a squirrel. First one to catch a squirrel gets a hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> so having a home that's not cramped into a small suburban area that's not in an apartment that's not a tiny Mm -hmm. home and I'm not knocking tiny homes it's just people realize their need to be able to spread out a little bit when they're stuck in one spot for an indefinite period of time
0: so the big question is then is now the time to sell and if now is the time to sell does that mean now is the time to sell then buy Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll answer that. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality.
1: And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time.
0: Think again. GRmusiclessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born
1: go to grmusiclessons.com that's grmusiclessons.com welcome back to segment two of fireproof your finances uh before we get back into it you can join us at twitter
0: are we above 200 on twitter
1: i don't know It fluctuates at the twitter time I... through
0: twitter with twitter
1: at fireproof show <laughs> on com. twitter on twitter.com but we were somewhere floating around 207, 208, I don't know. Some people like us and then some people don't like us. It is what it is. It's like 50-50. Yeah. We're like,
0: I was going to say the, the Trump of radio shows, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> nope. Definitely not.
0: People love us or they think we're stupid.
1: It, it, fine. It is what it is. But join us at on Twitter. And then, uh, yeah, so real estate.
0: All right. So I've got a client where she's, it's that time to downsize, let's say. Right. Big house, beautiful house, though. And they've been there a a good amount of time, let's mm-hmm. say 20 years. Right. And like we said, COVID taught some of us that it was, if you didn't have your safe haven, you went and found one. Right. She found this is her safe haven. Now, she's been talking about leaving and downsizing for a few years, at least now. Right. And... I thought this was interesting. Two times in the last couple months, I've uh, gotten uh, accounts from clients telling me a realtor told them this. And what she said was that the realtor was really pushy, which I hate. The moment they did that, she should have just... Walked away.
1: (laughs) Bye. Right. Put the mask on and walk out. (laughs) She should have already had the mask on if she was inside. Whatever. Take the mask off and walk. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And sneeze that's you no thank you (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) but so this realtor gets really pushy with her and he says you know what after november now this is a pretty good size and valuable house but he told her it was going to lose it's probably around 600 650 700 Mm -hmm. somewhere in there yep and he told her that it would lose at least a hundred thousand dollars worth of value in after november
1: because of the elections. Yeah, and I don't... I mean, I'm sorry, but that's what's happening in November. And it was an
0: ambiguous answer because it's not saying... You know, that doesn't exactly say who... I think that's very intentional. He doesn't say when so-and-so wins. He just said, when this happens, November happens, the value is going to plummet. Right. And so she asked me, she goes, well, I don't want to lose that value. And I go, well, neither would I. But what crystal ball did this guy buy?
1: Well, right, because... Basically, you're assuming somebody's going to be elected, mm-hmm. and that is going to sway the real estate market. But who are you assuming is going to be elected? Because at this point, you don't know. And furthermore, how on earth
0: could you know what's going to happen? You could spec- and say, speculate and just say, here's my opinion. But he acted like this was a matter of fact. Correct. And here's the deal. We've put $5 trillion, with a T, trillion dollars into this economy. Right into stimulus. Mm-hmm. That represents about 25% of our economy. Right. The closest I can find that we've done similar goes all the way back to the 1930s. Right, but the that was spread out. Public works program. And it was 10%. Right. We did 6 billion with a 60 billion with Bs, not Ts, but Bs. Right. And it was 10%, not Yeah. Or 25%, I'm sorry. And we did this in less than a year. They did that, like you just said, almost a decade, over a decade. So how on earth could anyone say they know unequivocally what's going to happen?
1: I mean, nobody knew that COVID was going to happen.
0: I actually sent her our show where we did that Rudy piece.
1: Right. And
0: I don't know where this guy's getting his information, but uh, you know, maybe he's that dude. Actually, I think I said... I don't know uh, how you found the real life Biff from Back to the Future.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Your clients have to think you are an interesting person.
0: They do. They think I'm very nice.
1: Uh Uh-huh. But here's the deal. How could anyone know? Now, furthermore, here's what I thought. I go,
0: but we'll we'll call her Mary. Everyone's Bob or Mary. So I, I said, Mary, what if he's right I go, doesn't that mean the value of the property that you would be looking at buying would drop also? Mm -hmm. And the type of property that you're going to look at, because I know what she wants, isn't that likely to be affected in a similar way? Right. So if you lose it here, it's cheaper there. And I go, and furthermore, when you buy a new place, isn't that when the taxes get determined? Right. So if you buy, if you sell high now, cool, you make all this money, right? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Who
1: doesn't like but that? But then you have to turn around and buy something,
0: and then you got to spend it because she doesn't want to go down. She just wants smaller. Right. And so now you're going to go up, and you know, basically, her her horizontally in value. Right. But you're going to have higher taxes. I had another client ask, so they're looking at downsizing. They want to go to a condo. Actually, both these cases were looking at condos. Okay. And this client I asked them, first question I always ask somebody when they say they're looking at a condo is this. How long have you lived in your house? Okay. This client said, "Well, over 30 years." Okay, right. What are your taxes? Their taxes were 1400 a year, which is very cheap. Now, the example I gave you in a minute ago, they wanted the she wanted to move horizontally, maybe even a little down in price. This couple wanted to move horizontally slash a little up in price. Okay. So when we looked at where they wanted to be, now I asked, why do you want to go to con- a condo? And the main reason was they wanted somebody, to, they wanted the, the,
1: the yard work.
0: Yeah. And the shoveling and all that. Plowing. Right. taken care of.
1: Right. Outdoor services.
0: It's $250 a month, $3,000 a year. Okay. And so they had kind of priced in their mind that that was worth it to them. Okay. Although they had never gotten a price to what it would cost for somebody to come in and do that at their house. Right. I don't think it would have been much different.
1: I don't think so. I mean, the issue with plowing, though, is they do it like when we get our lot plowed, it's per push.
0: Well, but you can do a seasonal price. Right. And there are some places that do both the landscaping and the plowing. And if you sign up for both services, you're going to get a discount. True. You got a bundle. Bundle. True. (laughs) And... And some years you'll get a great deal, some years you'll you'll get a bad deal.
1: Yeah, like this past winter would have been a terrible deal. Right. Zero snow. Or at least zero pushable snow.
0: The bigger kicker was this though. And it was, I go, did you look at the taxes? They said, yeah, you know, we, we know it'll go up a little bit. I go, a little bit? You bought this house 30 something years ago and the state is limited. They're restricted on how much they can increase the value annually. Right. So when we looked at a comparable house or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, condo, which isn't taxed any differently. It's based right. on the Same price. Thing. Right. The taxes, just comparable, went up about a thousand dollars a year. That's a lot. And when we went up in value, or maybe it was eight or nine hundred, but it, it was close to a thousand. We went up in value, it suddenly became more like twelve or fourteen hundred. It went from them thinking they were just going to absorb a couple thousand dollars and they thought, Well, but we'll cut back in other areas to it was now HOA, in, in fact, when we looked, the HOAs were even higher than what they thought, now that I think of it. Right. But it now was HOA. There was three grand a year, and then taxes another 1500 a year. It was
1: $4,500. Did the HOA cover the services?
0: Just landscaping and plowing.
1: Okay. Well, that's so my, what I mean. But my
0: question then was, could we get those services brought to you where you're at? Cheaper. Cheaper. And that's the same conversation I had with the client- looking to go you know that i just talked about where the, they said, said well, the value is going to plummet and it was just a sales tactic that's all it was
1: no well, everything is a scare tactic right now
0: right. scare tactic sales tactic fear same thing. tactics same, same thing. thing so is it time to buy is it time to sell it depends but don't do it because somebody's pushing you into a you better do it now otherwise everything's going to go bad cool uh, quite frankly we've talked about moving sometimes and i've thought you know what i'd rather i'd rather lose a bunch of money on my, our house Get the next house really cheap. Right. And no
1: taxes. Right. I hate taxes. Yes, you I complain hate. about them on a like weekly
0: basis. If I had my way, which I won't, we'd buy vacant property with a pond. I'd bring in a barge, build on the barge. There's no building code. And the taxes. Nothing. Right. Let's take our last break. We'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And
1: they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time.
0: Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubilee Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born.
1: Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Michael. What? Just because we don't have a car payment doesn't mean that you get to go on eBay and buy whatever you want because it was a good deal.
0: All right. So a lot of our listeners know I probably have a problem when it comes to vehicles. We have old classics, even some new classics. We got UNX Limo. We even have a fire truck. How do you find a place that can do everything? All those different type of vehicles, transmissions, oil changes, little repairs, big repairs. It's pretty hard. I've been taking all of our cars to Global Auto Works in Grand Haven for at least the last five years.
1: And Mike asks the hard questions that nobody seems to be able to answer, so if he can trust them, so can you. If you're having car trouble, go to Global Auto Works. Their phone number is 616-499-4451. That's 616-499-4451.
0: Say Mike and Vanessa sent you. Their number is 616-499-4451. Five one. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. It's always a pleasure, and I don't know how it goes by so quickly.
1: Yes, it does. But before you get into your last tangent, because you're not going be to tangent, I, no, I, I wrote down, I wrote down an outline today. Did you? Yeah. Look, you did not share it with me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. But anyway, before you go into your tangent, what you were saying before is like pushy salespeople or scare right. tactics or whatever. I mean, Gotta I, do I get this. Now. I get this with designers Mm -hmm. a lot i get couples that come in they have a designer to try to help them lay out their new home or remodel their home sure and for some reason they are pushy Mm -hmm. and after a while it gets under my skin because a those people are making money off of the people who are trying to fix their home up sure or whatever or build a new one but b i you can tell when the homeowner is not happy with what the good design is yeah And at the end of the day, I always just look at the homeowner, probably
0: much to the- Like when they tell you, yeah, we're going to go gold accents, gold is in.
1: And every homeowner goes,
0: they're like, uh.
1: (laughs) No, my biggest thing is clips on frameless shower doors. They leak every time, don't get them. I hate them, but designers think they're cool. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the conversation, I always just look at the homeowner and go, you're the one that has to live with this. What would you like to do? Mm -hmm. And every designer wants to pummel me. Yet at the same time, they still come back. So- if you're put, if they're pushy about it, but you're not okay with it, you can back off.
0: Right, and should
1: you should it's, back off? It's your decision whether you want to sell, buy, whatever. Yeah, but I have just found pushy people. There's probably some sort of hidden agenda in there. You
0: know, and and just because somebody's pushy doesn't mean
1: they're not that a they're bad, bad person. Yeah.
0: They just and maybe you can still have a relationship with them, but you know, you you hit the pause button you think about it you sleep on it you pray about it you talk about it you're never going you know there are so few opportunities in life that if you don't pull the trigger at that exact moment it's gone forever right you know this yeah it it just at least in buying stuff is what i've found Right. Or selling
1: stuff. And you can never time the market, so I'm sorry, you're never gonna do that yeah. well anyway. <laughs>
0: well that would be the thing. Well the prices are gonna drop a hundred thousand in a month. Oh sweet. So I'm gonna sell high and buy high. Awesome.
1: Right. So back to your third point.
0: So my third point was we we're talking about millennials looking at moving going from urbanites to suburbanites. Right. And that you know, one thing that could relate into if we see this. Um, migration to longer commutes again, you know, that translates into more vehicle sales, that translates yep. into more auto services. This could be really good from that standpoint for a lot of um, ancillary industries.
1: Right. Fuel services.
0: But I got to get something off my chest that I've talked to with a lot of people as this happens, this remote working, which remote working, home office, real estate, it still makes sense. Okay. Okay. We're all with you. All right. Remote working. It devalues. You all, I'm hearing so many people, especially people in our generation, the wonderful, smart, beautiful millennials. You're, I want to work remotely. I should be able to work remotely. I'm more productive working remotely. First, no, you're not. Correct. I'm not not. the only person that was less productive. You just, you're lying to yourself or you're better than I am. I don't know which one. But here's what, so- you, you had to fire somebody earlier this year. Yeah. In retrospect, do you think you would have, like, if you didn't, let me say it differently because it's somebody that you care about, we care about.
1: Right. We had, I mean, if worked you, together for eight years. If
0: you didn't have the personal relationship with that person, would they have been gone sooner? Probably. Probably. I got rid of somebody in our, our office last year yep and quite frankly what a blessing in disguise nothing to do with her I mean I was so upset about that decision going how's she gonna make it financially I mean what a perfect timing I got it off my payroll before COVID right and she got a pay increase because of COVID right you couldn't ask for better yes. for both parties but we had a personal relationship. Our family knew their family. We hung out outside of work. Had that not been... Well, you
1: work together so long, it's yeah. kind of hard to not. I mean, you try as much as you can being somebody that runs something or manages something, but at the same time, you're told things in, intertwine. You're
0: told in business to develop these relationships on a personal level.
1: Right. Had we not
0: had that, she would have been gone sooner. Right. In both cases. Yeah. I think that's true across the board. And here's my caution. With all these people wanting remote work, you're going to commoditize your value.
1: And in fact, I have family members who are all millennials Mm -hmm. who are not happy with the way they're being treated right now because they're just a number.
0: You're a commodity. Correct. At that point, we start to track your productivity just in dollars and cents in a very numerical calculation. When we got rid of, when you got rid of that employee, when I got rid of that employee, it wasn't a numerical calculation. Correct. It was internal turmoil. Right. And that's true so often. And here's what's going to happen as we work remotely. It then becomes just a mathematical, a numerical calculation, a formulaic worth. Right. And the more you do that, the more of a commodity you are. Correct. Think about it. Customer service used to be face to face, right? Yep. It used to be I'm mad at at i C. Pen- I'm mad at yeah uh, J C. Penny's gone. Perfect example. I'm mad at J C. Penny. Blah blah blah. You went to the store, right? Mm-hmm. And then the store got tired of having all these people. So what they start doing? Don't come in the store and complain. Buy it if, online. If you have a problem before that happened, if you have a problem, what they do? They start giving you a sticker, right? Yep. If you bought a Sony TV, what'd they do? They register the product. You have a problem, call this one eight hundred number. Right. And the customer service went from being in person to on the phone. Right. And when it went to on the phone, it was an American on the phone, somebody you could under I'm not gonna fine, whatever. Somebody you could
1: understand. You weren't call, you weren't getting a phone call from somebody overseas. Yeah. You you could they knew
0: whatever. Right? You're in the same time zone. There. Now I'm not being uh, xenophobic or whatever it is. And Then what happened? You were just a phone person. Right. And when you became just a phone person, slowly you were commoditizing it. Watch this. Then they became a phone person overseas. Right. Now, you got to sit on hold and go through. If you have a problem with Comcast, do you even
1: talk to a human? It takes you like 400 beeps on every single level. Right. It's so irritating. Can you tell
0: us your problem so we can get you the right department? My problem is you. Oh, you want to talk to Billy? No.
1: Right. I honestly, I would encourage everybody, and we talked about this before the show. The movie Up in the Air. It's mm-hmm. older. I was watching it while Mason was a baby, and I I'd love be up how you say it's
0: older, and it's from like 2005.
1: That's 15 years ago. That's not older. It, 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 fine, it is. Anyway, it almost specifically touches on this. There's a guy that flies around firing people. Now he does this himself, but he does it in person. Mm-hmm. The hot new young shot who thinks being digital to make it more of a money right. issue.
0: She wants to systematize it.
1: Correct. So she flies around with him to see how he does it and he's arguing with her that you can't do it this way because you are not treating people like people. Yet her oh. argument was you don't even work for these companies you just step in and fire people. Right. So you can see the slow decline and how that goes and how people are only treated as a number at that point. It's very great it's a great movie but treating
0: people like people is actually interacting with people you start working from home you're not interacting with people which means you're not even you're not no you're You're no longer you're no longer people right no people no people don't treat them like people right see that (laughs) easy logic (laughs) it's all the time we have for today watch up in the air it's all the time we have for today it's been our pleasure
2: this has been another episode of fireproof your finances God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com/fireproofshow.